This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Dead center of the work week. We made it. Ooh, and in the cold, I know sometimes it can be harder to get outside, get your body moving. Maybe even just getting out from underneath the covers, which is what I keep hearing from the new hubs who's adjusting from the Texas warmth, well, most of the time it's not warm right now, uh, to the cold of the Northeast. And I feel like he's being brave. He's getting out to the gym. He drove in the snow and ice on Tuesday to get to the gym. He drove Princess Leia because his truck doesn't have four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. Uh, And then he's also gone out and, and taken the dogs for a walk, bundled up. Oh, my gosh, he's wearing my winter hats since he doesn't have any. He refuses to wear any of the ones that have the balls on top, which, okay, you know, the little pom-poms on top. He won't wear those, which I totally understand. Although I do see many NFL players wearing hats with pom-poms on top. I like the one with the pom-pom on top. Yeah, I have no issues. I let him wear my Denver Broncos championship, Super Bowl 50 championship hat. And he didn't like it because I had a pom-pom? My knit hat. Yeah, he he wore it once, but only in the backyard. And then he had to switch out for the walk around the neighborhood. He didn't want anyone to see him. He's a tough Texas man. (laughs) It's true. He's trying to make a name in a new neighborhood. Yeah, he's a little little worried that somebody's going to think something bad of him. Now, if he walks out there, I had this conversation with him too, Jay, about why any man would ever go shirtless in four-degree temperatures and wind chills below zero. And he said, well, it might be something stupid you would do when you're in college. Like stupid bravado is what he said. Um, I told him, please don't do that to impress our neighbors. Please don't go shirtless around the block. The shoveling. <laughs> Actually, he has zero interest in shoveling. That'll be me. Shirtless and just the hat with the pom-pom. <laughs> yeah, so far has not gone shirtless outside. So uh, there's that. But I can understand it's probably a bit of a shock to his system. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It's the Hump Show, middle show of the work week. We get a little goofy on this edition of the show, but you all keep us in line. So you've got about a half hour to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or to my Twitter, A Law Radio, and then also uh, to our Facebook page. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Michael finds me on Twitter with this response to our conversation just before the top of the hour. It's sad that they give people jobs based on who they are. Greg Olson is excellent. What if Tom sucks? Well, just to clarify, the contract that Fox awarded to Tom Brady was done before his final season in the NFL. And here's why. 
because he contemplated retiring. Fox was willing to wait for him. And it's not just because of who he is. Although I I suppose it's hard to dissect and separate his football wisdom and experience and acumen as well as his popularity from the fact that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Fox is willing to wait for him and believes based on a conversation with him or an interview, whatever the process was, that he would do his diligence and preparation and he'd be committed and he would do the job. Obviously, Tom Brady didn't sign a 10-year contract if he didn't want to be committed. We we should know better than to underestimate the commitment that Tom Brady puts into anything. We should know better than that. I don't believe he will suck. Partly because he's been practicing. Have you noticed more and more on his podcast and his, his Sirius XM radio show, he's digging a little deeper into analysis. He wouldn't do this when he was a player. Okay, so again, just to clarify, Fox thought there might be a chance he would retire before his final year in Tampa. He chose to go back and play for the Bucks for one more year. And then Fox is willing to wait another year for him. A, because Greg Olson is great and there's no rush. And B, because they didn't want to burnt out Tom Brady. Remember, Brady had come through a divorce. He'd come through the splitting up of his family. And whatever you might say, being snarky about Brady and his model wife, ex-wife now, sorry, they've got kids. Brady's got an older son with Bridget Moynihan, who spent a lot of time with them. And then he's got two younger kids with Giselle, and they had to figure out how to make that work. And as the child of divorced parents multiple times over, it's traumatic. Okay, so whatever you might think of Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchton and how much money they made and the Jet Set lifestyle and all that jazz, they're also parents. And by all accounts, they're very committed to their kiddos. So there was that transition in his family life and his personal life. And then he had, he was, I mean, he's always dealing with injuries, but then just a tough year. And he's admitted it was a really tough year. So he told Fox he needed one more year. And they were okay sticking with Greg Olson. But this is Brady we're talking about, right? He's insightful. He's thoughtful. We we hear him talk when he wants to. He's got all kinds of wisdom to share with us. He's relatively even keel. He's funny. He's a little edgy. And have you noticed how many former NFL players, current NFL players, or other celebrities and entertainers have appeared on his show. The name Tom Brady unlocks all kinds of doors. People flock to Brady, for better or for worse. Now, he may need a little time, but I would say that the practice that he's getting on his show is going to serve him well. No doubt he's working with someone who's helping him to get ready. There's no way he sucks. He might not be the best ever like he was at quarterback, but there's no way he sucks. That's just not Brady. And even if all Brady did was show up, he doesn't have to be Peyton Manning, right, who's obviously very charismatic. 
not that Brady isn't. We just haven't seen that side of him as much. But all Brady really has to do is show up and drop some football insight, and it'll be worth it just like that, right? Because he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He doesn't need to be funny. He doesn't need to be, you know, the... I don't know, the, he doesn't need to be John Madden, right? He doesn't need to have that much personality. He just needs to share his insight and what he sees, and it'll be fascinating. Producer Jay is shaking his head. I mean, right now, I'm ready to listen to Tom Brady break down a game. If, if literally all he did was tell me what he saw on, on any any given play with through his eyes, mm-hmm. it's good enough for me. Right. What else would I want to see? What I what I want to see what like what they saw than Tom Brady's eyes? He sees the field better than anyone I've ever seen play the game. Yeah. So if that's all he did. I mean, I'm sure he's going to do more. He's going to have humor. He's going to have more insight because, like we see, he is a good speaker. But if if all he did was just say, "Hey, on that play, I saw this," okay, that's awesome. Real, seriously, you're seeing football through Tom Brady's eyes. I'm not sure what more uh, that novelty is going to last for quite a while. Just as a as an example, Kurt Warner. I love Kurt Warner. Uh, he is very cerebral. His journey is unique from from the now defunct NFL Europe. Uh, he he's a good speaker and he's got a, a a good personality. But what I love about Kurt Warner is what he sees and what he how he's able to communicate what he sees on any given play. When he speaks about quarterbacks, instantly I listen. I, for those of you who don't know, I would rather listen to Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner call Monday Night Football than listen to any announcers on TV. And that's not a knock on Joe Buck. I think Joe is great. I think Troy is really interesting. We've had Troy on the show before. I think they're great. I don't have any problems with Joe like a lot of people do, which mostly comes from bias. But if I can hear Kurt Warner, who's a Hall of Famer, break down a game in his style. I prefer his style. I think he's he's so well connected and so well versed. I mean, he's, I mean, he and he and Kevin are also funny. That's my choice. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Again, you'll get your chance to ask Amy anything coming up in the next half hour. So you can find us on Twitter, ALAW Radio, or our show Twitter, and then on our Facebook page too. While you're there, you can vote for TD of the Week. Uh, Let's quick work to Quinn in Dallas, who wants to weigh in on Tom Brady. Quinn, welcome to After Hours. Hey, Quinn. Hey, Amy. Wow, that was fast. I know. We we um, work fast around here. (laughs) Congrats on on the wedding again. Thank you. Um, And I hope you're doing great. Uh, Just just want to echo what you said about listening to Brady when when you said that – Producer James was shaking his head. I he was, was. My, car, my head up and down because I was thinking that that is such a good point. That's so true that if you, if all you get from him is just a little piece of that mind and how that applies and how he sees the game, then mm-hmm. that's absolutely more than enough for me. So totally agree with you on that. Yeah, and and for those people who do listen to his radio show on Sirius XM, it's clear that he's working on this, right? It's clear right. that he's he's diving in deeper. Now, I think the one challenge for a lot of athletes who then get into the broadcast booth, which is why I say welcome to the dark side, is that it's hard for them to find that balance between criticism and not feeling like they're betraying 
guys that they knew in the league or guys sometimes that they played with. And so that's always right. a difficult balance. So the 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 way to do it is just to to keep it. It's not personal, right? This is about the play. It's about what I see in front of me. It's not about his entire career. It's not about evaluating the guy, you know, the guy and, and everything he's ever done on the field. It's just about the play and the moment right in front of you. And yeah, again, if Tom Brady tells us what he's seeing, gosh, I'm fascinated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. So. Me too. Glad to hear from you. Thanks so much, Quinn. Appreciate it. Have a great night. You too. In Dallas on 105.3 The Fan, if he's listening on the radio. By the way, no Jerry, no Stephen Jones on Dallas radio this week, so we'll have to wait another week. I, am I the only one that still has a, a bit of a pit in my stomach waiting on what might happen? I'm a little nervous because as long as we don't hear from Jerry, as long as there's silence, so to speak, you kind of wonder if it's still on the table. I think it would be dumb. That's my opinion. But I, yeah, I'm not Jerry Jones, and I'm not, he's in his 80s, right? 81, something along those lines. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the longer it goes, usually with these things, you feel like the longer it goes, the more safe you'd be. I feel like the longer we don't hear from Jerry or anything, the more, <laughs> the, the, the more that doesn't sound good for Mike McCarthy. You think? I do. I think, I agree with you that it could, it, you could interpret it as the jury's still out, mm-hmm. or... He's just taking a breath. He doesn't want to make any decisions when he's in the throes of emotion and disappointment. Remember, he called this possibly the worst play or the most painful playoff loss the Cowboys had ever suffered. So maybe there's that. There's wisdom in not making decisions when you are emotional and when you're angry and when you're tired and when you're disappointed and frustrated. But I, I also think that the narrative around the situation isn't getting any better. And I think it's getting worse, if anything. Just the national conversation, just Dallas fans. They all want this guy out of here. They want him out yesterday. Yeah, but since when does Jerry Jones, do you think he listens to the fans? Uh, No, I don't think so. But that's why I just feel like the more he's waiting, the more he might be listening. I feel like if he was right away, he would have said, Mike's my guy. We're not going anywhere. He led us to three straight playoff seasons. Didn't he say that before the game, though? Before the game. Okay, so you think he might have changed his mind based on the playoff game? It's possible. I just feel like the more we wait, the more he's still stewing. All right. According to Jordan Lewis, Jerry Jones just underscored the importance of winning and the sense of urgency. And the quarterback was corner, not quarter. The cornerback was asked whether or not he thinks change is coming based on Jerry's comments to the locker room following that loss. I just feel like he just he wants to win right now. The urgency is now. I mean, it was always that. We always had that that on our shoulders. But, you know, he, he made it clear that that's, that was the point. Right. The problem is, of course, that it's going to be another year before they do win now. If they win now. Or then. Not now. Because <laughs> they can't win now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at the Cowboys. I'm laughing at me because I'm an idiot. Uh, it's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So I mentioned uh, a little bit from Tom about what was a... Now, see, I don't really want to call it a wild, wild card weekend because I actually didn't think it was that wild. Some of the stories were interesting. The fact that both the Cowboys and Eagles got shellacked. I mean, that was something I didn't see coming. I'll be honest. I thought maybe one would lose, but not shellacked. Uh, And then the Detroit... Fearer, the excitement, the pomp and circumstance with the Lions and their first playoff win, uh, the Texans, and just their story that continues on. But I don't know that I thought it was that wild necessarily, but Tom Brady on Let's Go. 
amazing to watch and amazing if you love football because you go from August where every training camp, 95 degrees, 90 degrees, and then you get to playoff football and you have a 100-degree a temperature difference in a, in a real field. And that's just what you deal with over the course of the year and just to see the guys fight through the elements and it's a mind thing. But, no, it's not a mind thing. It's a real thing when you see the helmets break in and then you see guys step up and you see guys don't step up. And, you know, there's at the end of the year, you're crowning one team and you got to fight through a lot of stuff. And uh, it's great to see these teams battle it out. <laughs> Tom Brady, who used to be very careful with the words that he used in front of a microphone, no longer does that. And so it's kind of funny. I, I'm sure that he is able to control the words that come out of his mouth. Um, but I think it's funny that on Sirius XM, where there's no filter and there are no words you can't use because it's satellite, uh, that he kind of lets loose and, and uh, ready aim fire with some of the words, the choice language that he uses. So, so yeah, that's one thing, one challenge. Uh, not that it ever happens on broadcast TV uh, because he definitely will have to uh, to to watch himself, but obviously every now and then uh, you've got a microphone that picks up a, a player or an athlete, or sometimes it's directly into the microphone using a swear word they have to bleep out. But the problem is if they're carrying it completely live with no delay, it just goes over the air. And nowadays the announcers will just apologize and move on. It doesn't even really seem what to matter. Do, really? Right. It just can't be Brady. Right. So it could be someone else. It just can't. Can't be Brady. There'd be a strongly worded email. That, that <laughs> ten years might uh, might be might, that three hundred seventy-five million will look a little less. You think? You a think there bit. might be a swearing stipulation in his contract? <laughs> well, he'd be fine a little bit. Funny. Uh, let's see. He's high on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, of course. Understanding the level of quarterback, so uh, there's that too. But it's, I think, as as it builds up toward next season, he's going to be uh, diving in deep even more on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Okay, we promised you this moment, and then we'll get to our break. But this could definitely qualify as our sad sap of the week. Speaking of Tampa Bay and, and Brady's old team, Todd Bowles was standing in front of a microphone answering questions about not just the playoff win over the Eagles, but what's to come in Detroit. And I got to give the man credit. He did not react the way that many would have in hearing this question from a female reporter. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. I don't, um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Could you imagine what some would have said? And and he handles it professionally. He's pretty much poker-faced anyway. And so there's a bit of a, I don't want to say a scowl, just maybe a, a faint reaction across his face. And he did say, as opposed to pointing out how oh, that's awkward, you're stupid, you know, I'm not that not that he would do that, but some would make an example of the reporter. All he says is, you do know they play in a dome, right? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. 
I have looked, by the way, for the name of the reporter, and I've not yet seen it. So I don't know if there are people who are protecting her, but I've not seen her identified. I can imagine, though, she's mortified. If she has any sense at all or any hmm, any pride at all, of course, she's embarrassed. I don't know if it's because she didn't prepare, if she's not a sports reporter. I mean, it, it seems crazy to me because I, I don't, I don't go into shows unprepared. That that to me would be radio death or, you know, radio. It'd just be radio irresponsibility. But, I mean, there are mistakes that are made. Maybe she had a tough day. Maybe she doesn't know about Ford Field. She's never been there. I'm sure she's mortified. He could have embarrassed her to the hilt and did not. And so I'm actually embarrassed for her because I imagine she wanted the room to develop a hole in the middle and just swallow her up. You want to get away? That's what I thought of. Is it? not? No, I, Todd Bowles did not try to embarrass her. No. But is it almost a little more embarrassing that his reaction was just so, like, deadpan? Are, are, are you serious? <laughs> Dave, I, I can understand if Ford Field was built, like, a year ago, two years ago. They've, it's the, old. The Detroit yeah. Lions have played in a dome since 1975. <laughs> I've done this, the Silver Dome. They, oh. They've never, they don't play outside. No. <laughs> I, I feel badly. Maybe she's a news reporter. Right? And maybe not a sports reporter. But at the very least, she should have done her homework. She should have done her homework. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't. But I just, I feel badly. I'm mortified for her. Not that it's the end of her career. And again, everyone makes mistakes. I made a really embarrassing mistake with a college basketball coach one time on this, well, not this show. I was filling in for another uh, host on the network. And I was mortified. And he was not very nice about it. He was rude, actually. Um, And so I I appreciate that Todd Bowles did not embarrass her. Just said, hey, you know, we we play indoors. We're... (laughs) He was a very nice guy about it. We're only going to walk six minutes from the bus, or six steps, he said, from the bus to the to the stadium. <laughs> but you see, is that like, I feel like it was almost like it was so, like, are you serious that it was almost well, insulting? Well, it, it might have been. I, I don't know that that it was. I don't think it was intended to be. No, I think he was a little surprised. That Take she didn't aback. know that, right? She was, he was taken aback. But there would have been other coaches that would have embarrassed her with some kind of a snarky comment. So I appreciate that he did not. But she got her answer. I mean, she asked. She got her answer. Could you imagine the look Bill Belichick would have given her? <laughs> well, sometimes these guys surprise me because they feel sorry for people, right? So, hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen her name, but I would, I would be interested to know whether or not she was a news reporter and not a sports reporter. That would be big to know. Yeah. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page, too, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Send your final questions for Ask Amy Anything because we are nearly there. It's coming up here on The Hump Show, CBS. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Howard is listening in Salem, Massachusetts. Hey, Amy. How you doing? Love your show. Thank you. Let me get to the real reason I called. There's only one baseball team in America. That's the New York Yankees. Oh, stop. By my calculation, it'll take until the year 3000, if they're still playing baseball, for the Red Sox to even be close. Okay, Howard, you're all over the place. Amy, I'm a student of history besides being a scientist. If the world ended tomorrow, it's not and a going thousand to. years from now, the aliens landed on the planet. You are out of your mind right now, but I appreciate the phone call. Should I even give the number anymore? <laughs> this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. I really haven't. I seriously need to give Todd Bowles even more of my appreciation. I just went back and watched the video of the question plus his reaction. He he never really reacted. His face didn't change much. He semi-smiled. But he he didn't roll his eyes at her. He didn't get this look of annoyance on his face. He just kind of answered with a half grin. And then when he was done, just went back to being Todd Bowles deadpan. Because that's what he does. Remember when he was coaching the Jets, a lot of the local media would rip him for having no pulse and no heart rate. And why is he so boring? Well... He's professional. I, mean, I wouldn't say he's as gruff as Bill Belichick, though I guess he can be. But in this instance, I appreciate that he had no desire to make himself look better by making someone else look bad. We'll be okay. <laughs> At least we won't go 0-17. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines of the entire football season. After they won their first game. It wasn't Good pretty. You won't go 0-17. But at least you won't go 0-17. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. A couple minutes left to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Let's talk quickly to Drew in Detroit. you got about 90 seconds. Go, Drew. All right, bet. Hey, Amy, I just wanted to give you your uh, flowers real quick, man. I, I think you got one of the most iconic uh, voices in the industry. Thank you. Uh, secondly, um, I think we need to talk a little bit about, more about that uh, cakewalk the Detroit Lions got for the playoff run. Um, I think we're going to cream uh, Tampa Bay this upcoming Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, it's not going to be a, a game by the third quarter, number one. And number two, uh, if we played for the Niners, that game ain't going to be as close as people think either. I really think uh, paper to paper we're a better team than the 49ers. And Why? I think also we have more firepower. Why? Why? Um, 
our our quarterback is more proven than Brock Purdy. Well, what? Okay, whether he's proven or whether he's not, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play better. Now, I will give you that Jared Goff is playing extremely well right now. He's one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league, so I'll absolutely give you that. However, I would say defense to defense, the Niners have a better defense. Correct, correct, correct. Okay. You're, you're correct about that. I'll give you that. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you, Drew. It's good to talk to you. I'm sure it's exciting to have a second playoff game to talk about. That's the part that's so cool is for the first time since 1992, the Lions fan base actually has a second playoff game, and they dare to utter the word Super Bowl after a playoff win, which I think is awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if they... I don't want to say creamed because I think that's extreme. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Bucks handily only because, and this is the only reason, we have seen the Bucks offense just mysteriously disappear as though a hole opened up in the earth and swallowed them. Uh, there have been times over the last month and a half even, even in this win streak that they've had, in which the offense has been negligible. <laughs> so, th- yeah, they need to... Uh, A, not turn the ball over. So Baker Mayfield did not turn the ball over against the Eagles. Uh, They need to take care of the football for sure. Uh, If their defense can continue to play along the line of scrimmage the way that they are, I think that's huge. Remember, the Lions have a really good offensive line, and they want to establish the run right away. So maybe the initial tenor of this game is in the trenches there. The Bucs D-line versus the offensive line and the run game. Uh, Well, of course, the protection, too, as well in front of Jared Goff. So I wouldn't be surprised about that. But the Niners are formidable, uh, you know, depending upon how they come out. I mean, they obviously could lose against the Packers. Packers are a very hot team as well. So right now you've got Jared Goff and Jordan Love as the hottest quarterbacks in the league. I mean, it's pretty impressive to see what they've done to this point. Now, Lamar had two weeks off, so we haven't seen him in quite a while. So that's going to be uh, interesting to Brock Purdy as well because he hasn't played. He didn't play in week 18. Um, but these guys are also banged up. And waited to hear what Kyle Shanahan had to say about Brock Purdy having a week off. We'll get to some QB news next hour. But straight ahead, ask Amy anything. You are listening to the After. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hours Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Time to ask Amy anything. Sort of. Hit me with your best shot. 
It is the Hump Show, which means you get to ask Amy anything. Though we revealed earlier on the show that we're preparing a marriage edition of Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle. So post-wedding, early marriage, I've already admitted I'm probably not the person to ask. I might be a terrible wife. It's nothing like what I expected. Anyway, Bob still loves me, so that's good. We made it through one month. That's good, right? Bob still loves me. I mean, there are some celebrity marriages that haven't made it through one month before. Very true. All right. Uh, Other than that, Jay's armed and dangerous and ready with your questions. Here we go. All right. So, because we are experiencing such cold around the United States, Mm -hmm. Mike wants to know, excuse me, Robert wants to know this one. In the intense, in all this intense cold, do you give Princess Leia proper time to warm up before you go anywhere? It's funny because proper time, uh, according to many people, is four to five minutes. And I see people on my street who start their cars and let them run forever. I've actually read that 30 seconds is all it takes for your car to warm up, that you don't need to warm up your car for 10 minutes. Now, sometimes I'm scraping ice or whatever else, uh, getting myself set. Princess Leia does not like the cold. I will say that. Uh, This is not like The Last Jedi. No, no. Is it The Last Jedi? Yeah, where she flies through the air. Uh, This is not like The Last Jedi. But so she's not a big fan of the cold. Um, So I take it easy on her, even after we start out a little bit until uh, she warms up some. Now we get to the pups. How do Daisy and Penny like the cold? Well, Penny loves the cold. The dog trots around like it's the middle of spring when the temps are single digits or lower. Wind chills. Our coldest dog walk ever is minus 27 degree wind chills. I was wearing four layers. She was running around like it was the best day of her life. So she loves the cold. And Daisy is a mini Aussie. So Bob didn't know how she would like the cold, but she's been running around in the snow. She sits in the snow. She sticks her nose in the snow. Uh, Aussies have that extra layer. It's called their undercoat. And I haven't noticed any bit of her, not her paws, nothing that is, that's cold. Therese wants to know, do you walk Penny with her new sister at the same time? Yes. Yes, we do. It's, well, it's a challenge because the dog, Daisy, enjoys wrapping herself around me and Poles and Penny and... Fire hydrants, and if you tr- so, Penny, if I pull on the the leash, we'll go back around the object that she's that she's wrapped herself around. Oh no, not Daisy! She digs her heels in and tries to go farther around the pole or the fire hydrant. She resists with the pulling. So yeah, it's uh, she's two. She's a ter- she's a terrible two. Tries to go through it. Yeah, no, no. She just tries to go farther around it, the other direction. Yeah, if you try to pull her, she goes the opposite direction. It's great. Good thing she's only 18 pounds. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, this I know the answer to this one. It comes from Big Jim. He asked, have you ever done a polar bear plunge? I have actually done multiple polar bear plunges, but the most recent one in the Chesapeake Bay in, what was it, early 2020, right? Uh, temperatures were 36 degrees in the water. I fell in because I started to run in and lost my balance and went face first. Uh, after 30 seconds, I could not feel my bottom half, so the water was up to my waist. I could not feel my bottom half, but I did get all the way in. Uh, actually, fell twice face first, and so yes, all of me got wet, and it was cold. And I did it for a charity. I did it with uh, Maryland State Police, and would do it again, but it has to be for charity. It was for Special Olympics Maryland, so yes. Last one on the cold. Mike wants to know triple digit temperatures or sub zero temperatures if you had to choose one. Oh, sub zero every time. Uh, you can bundle up against the cold. You can't take off your skin when you're 
or unable to breathe. And I like the cold, crisp air. So very often cold air is clear and crisp and dry. So I prefer that type of air anyway. Now we'll get to some food. Brian wants to know, what's your preferred topping on a burger? Or toppings. Toppings. I'll go cheese. Mozz if you've got it, but I'm I'm not partial. Uh, well, I'll take any kind of cheese. So I'll take a mozzarella cheese, a slab of tomato, a couple slices of red onion, and if I can possibly, I'll do half a bun with, are you ready? A fried egg. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is the most underrated play on a burger. Yeah, no, I love, 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 love fried egg on a burger. It's got to be one of my favorite meals. Do you ever have maple syrup on that as well? No. Is that like a McGriddle? What are you doing? I don't know. I had it somewhere. It was good, though. <laughs> anyway, we'll do a little teaser here for uh, the Ask Amy post-marriage video. Yeah, we're going to call it something. Ask Amy walked down the walked. aisle. There, there you go. go. <laughs> uh, Richard wants to know, who's the better cook, you or Bob? Oh, gosh. We played the shoe game at our reception, and this was one of the questions. Just so you know, I raised his shoe. He raised my shoe. So we were, tr- we were trying to keep the peace. Yeah, he's an amazing cook. Most of his best work is done on the grill. The different rubs and seasonings and marinades that he comes up with, I, I would never put these com- these combos together. For instance, brown sugar and paprika or red pepper and what's the- what's a red pepper and cinnamon, like something like that. But he comes up with these great, these great rubs and marinades. Uh, so he's so far done steak and burgers and salmon and shrimp and vegetables on the grill and it's been it's been absolutely delicious really good chicken as well so yeah i would say that bob is the better cook but we take turns some people ask me who cooks we take turns if i do breakfast he does dinner if i do monday he does tuesday so we enjoy taking turns yeah Rich wants to know, have you ever been in a food fight? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. When I was in elementary school, I started flinging peas at the nerd at the table next to me. It was just, it. No, seriously. He was, it was a boy, I think. He was being really rude, and he was making fun of me, and he's probably sticking out his tongue and threatening to pull my hair or something ridiculous like that. And I picked up, I, I remember thinking about it, uh, like thinking about how much trouble I was going to get in, but I couldn't help myself. I picked up a handful of peas and chucked it. And he was at the table next to, like he wasn't at my table, so it went flying. Oh, yeah. No, we both got into a lot of trouble because uh, he, of course, flung food back. But I I got in the first shot. Peas, you got him? Peas pelted him right in the face. There you go. I think I was in fourth grade, maybe. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, let's see here. Steven wants to know, we'll go back to the cold for a second. Where's the coldest place you've ever been? Top of Mount Washington in New Hampshire. Uh, by the way, the, uh, I guess you would call it fastest briskest, I'm not really sure, fastest wind speed ever recorded is on top of Mount Washington, like in the entire world. So the winds are incredible. I, I, I mean, whether the regular temperature is extreme or not, the winds themselves up there when you're over a mile into the air. Woo! It changes like very dramatically, right? Up yeah, there. Right. Like one so, of the most unpredictable climates. Oh, very. In fact, it's only in the clear maybe a third of the year. It's, it, it's very, I wouldn't say rarely, but it's most of the time in the clouds. And so... This coming year, when I hike Mount Washington, when Bob and I hike Mount Washington, we're going to have to go in August because that's one of the months where you generally get better weather. But it can easily be 40 degrees colder on top of the mountain than it is at the bottom. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I like this one from Cynthia. She wants to know, when you're watching a game for work, Mm -hmm. do you make notes along the way? Yes. Record notes? How do you prepare? Oh, well, no, I use 5x7 
colored note cards. Uh, Jay sees them every week. I do a different color for each week so that I can keep them separate when I go back and and, uh, catalog them. And yes, I do take notes during games. And for this reason, if I had a... um, one of those photo photographic memories, maybe I wouldn't need to. But you try watching 13 games in a day and see how many intricate details you remember. If if I tried to do it all by memory, I wouldn't remember numbers and touchdowns and situations. Sometimes I tweet so I can remember what I was thinking in the moment. But yeah, I have to take notes because by the time we get on the air, you know, it's more than 12 hours after the early games kicked off on a typical NFL Sunday. So there's no way. Same thing with playoff games. When there's seven and eight playoff games a night in the NBA and the NHL, I've got to take notes for those two. Henry wants to know, whenever, hopefully not soon, your radio career is over, what would be your ultimate retirement road trip? Oh, good question. Retirement road trip. Let's see. Somewhere I've never been. Maybe Anchorage. I'd love to go back to Alaska. Awesome. I, I did the uh, southeast part of Alaska, but I've never done uh, Anchorage. Or, I don't know, I've, I'm hoping I get there before then, but I've never seen Mount Rushmore, never done South Dakota. Montana is on my bucket list as well as Producer Jay's. I'm coming. How about Key West? I've never been. I've never driven that bridge to go to the Keys either, so that might be fun. Chris wants to know, do you do any dream interpretation at all? No. In fact, sometimes I'm a little nervous about what I dream, so I tend to not try to interpret them. Oh, dear. Have you ever taken melatonin? It gives you crazy dreams. It It helps you sleep, but you have a lot of dreams. So, yeah, that's what happens. I took it yesterday. Connie wants to know, what's your least favorite overused word? (laughs) Or phrase, I guess. Interesting. I think I know what yours is. Is it? Wait, what is it? It is what it is. Oh, yeah. I hate that phrase. It's so annoying. It is what it is. It's everywhere in sports. It's the worst. Uh, Yeah. Oh, but here's another one. Living your best life. (laughs) Seriously, shut up. Like, what does that (laughs) even mean? You're living your best life. It's such a trendy thing, too. Everyone has to say it. Yeah. Last one before rapid fire. Finding your truth. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Gary wants to know, have you ever been tobogganing? Tobogganing? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's so. I grew up in New Hampshire. We did all the winter sports. Milk or juice? Oh, milk. You know me, Jay. I'm a milk lover. Grilled cheese or BLT? Yeah, I don't like BLTs. There's where's the meat in it? So, oh, well, the the bacon. Yeah. Eh, that's not enough. I go uh, grilled cheese. Shovel snow or shovel sand? Shovel snow. Pirate ship or spaceship? Pirate ship. Libraries or bookstores? Libraries. Hot air balloon or submarine? Hot air balloon. Last one. Have a robot friend or an alien friend? E.T. Nice. Phone home. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.